It's time to eat. Get in my belly. Sit down and get ready to consume an abundance of fantasy football knowledge from Russ Tucker and Evan Silva. Me so hungry. On the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. Yeah, let's eat, baby. It is the Fantasy Feast Eating Podcast. And if you're looking for a place to make your online wagers, head to betonline.ag. Use promo code PODCAST1 to receive a 50% sign-up bonus today. BetOnline.ag. You guys know the deal. We are rolling towards the 2019 NFL season. Very excited about today's guest, by the way. And I love giving out these Fantasy Feast season-long redraft league entries Love, love, love it. Today, by the way, I should probably introduce, I'm Ross Tucker, at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter and Instagram. If you're a Facebook person, that's cool. Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. He is Evan Silva, although Evan was traveling today, kind of had mixed signals there. So Evan is taking the week off. We will have him back on the Fantasy Feast podcast next week through the end of August. We're going to start Tears of Evan next week, I think. So get fired up, Tears of Evan. Uh, But we have not one but two guests instead today that are really, really, you're going to enjoy them. Um, Get to that momentarily. I do need to give out the Fantasy Feast season-long entries. And by the way, the one is like a no-brainer. I told you guys, there's lots of ways you can contribute. Somebody sent me like 12 different IPAs, which was awesome and pretty sure that's illegal through the mail. I'm not telling you guys to do illegal things, but you send me 12 different amazing IPAs. I had two of them on Monday night. You're getting in the league. That was somebody last week. We also now have this week, I mean, Scott Sheriff's getting in. He's the guy that not only wrote the Tears of Evan song. He's the guy that is Carrie Underwood's keyboard player and got my wife and I meet and greet passes with Carrie Underwood and backstage passes where we hung out with him in the band. I'm sorry, dudes. He's getting in. He is getting in. I told you to be creative. That's pretty creative. Now, I will say this. Even if you just go rock star on the sponsors on the homepage at rostucker.com, or the sponsor page, or you rate and review every show, those people are going to get in too. Some people that rate and review every show, some people that take advantage of multiple sponsors, they're going to get in. But in terms of creative, backstage at Carrie Underwood, sending me you know, beers in the mail, th- those, are, those are pretty darn good. I'm also the other, the other winner this week. So these are our third and fourth participants in the season-long redraft league. Slappy McGee, he is a tuckhead who, I forget exactly what he does. He, he's got some type of traveling um, music or traveling uh, music education business. So he's constantly on the road, and he talks about it at times over at tuckheads.com, which is like a message board for the diehards amongst you. But what's really cool about it, he sends me postcards all the time. From like all these different places. You can always get my mailing address. It's the one over at gobigrecruiting.com. 
which is a business of mine. But at any rate, Slappy McGee is sending me the last postcard I got was from Maine. So Slappy, I don't even know if you want to be in. You didn't even like technically try to get in, but you want in, Slappy. You are in, man. You've been sending me postcards for like three years now. It's incredible. Very cool to see the different places that you are, and I appreciate that you listen while you are on the road. I also appreciate Bespoke Post. You know, I think I used to pronounce it Bespoke Post. Very, very cool. I recently got three different boxes from Bespoke Post. Boxofawesome.com. That's the website you need to check out. Boxofawesome.com. Each box is under 50 bucks but it's more than $70 worth of unique gear waiting inside of it for you. One was like whiskey glasses and a whiskey, whatever the thing is that you put the whiskey in. I don't know. What's that called? Like an urn or something, Brian? It's not an urn, but like a, a whiskey thing. The one was a weekender bag that was really cool. The one was a like a, uh, a new dob kit or a new toiletry kit, and it was loaded with all kinds of different you know, lotions and shampoos and stuff. It's really cool. Uh, really cool. To receive 20% off your first subscription box, go to boxofawesome.com, enter code FEAST at checkout. So they send you these. You can just let them pick or you can pick yourself. That's boxofawesome.com, code FEAST for 20% off your first box. Bespoke post themed boxes for guys that give a damn. So I mentioned earlier, very excited about our guest today. It is the Majuke ladies. Is that right, by the way? Yes. You said it perfectly. Perfect. You're probably the first person in the history of all humankind to get it right (laughs) on the first try. All right. So it's Kate and Michelle. You can follow Kate on Twitter at FF Ball Blast. Michelle is at Ball Blastum. I am going to be on their show uh, as well this week. Very much looking forward to that. And for people that aren't familiar yet with you ladies, what is the name of the show? We are Ball Blast. Uh, Ball Blast is one word, just in case uh, you can't find us in the search. If you put a space in there, we, we miss out. Ball Blast, a fantasy football podcast. We are on all of the major um, podcast hosting sites, iTunes, uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can find us wherever. Fairly new podcast. We're 16 episodes in. Is that right? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and we're we're rolling fast. As you can see, we're talking to Ross Tucker. I don't know if, if you've heard of him. I'm kind of a big deal. Kind of. <laughs> People know me. <laughs> Yeah. I just watched that. And, and now I, we do too. I'm super stoked for that. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, well, it's fun because I have um, a summer intern and I put him, one of his duties was to be on the lookout for up and coming podcasts, in particular in the fantasy and sports betting space. And he came back with you gals and I said, let's do it. It so- sounds like fun. Plus, you guys are from Pittsburgh, right? We are. And we love your intern, by the way. Tell him thank you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no no worries. Steven from Penn State. So where, where in Pittsburgh did you guys grow up? 
So we uh, actually didn't grow up here. We moved here a couple of years ago. We're right in the city of Pittsburgh now. We love it. But I grew up in central New York and Kate grew up in Youngstown, Ohio. Yeah, shout out to my dirty 330. I think we're the most dangerous <laughs> city in, in the entire state of Ohio. Not so wait a minute. You Are you guys not sisters? No. No, we're wives. Oh. We're coming up on our one year anniversary, so... Shout out to that. We're very excited. We've accomplished a lot in our first year of marriage. Yeah, a lot of people think we're sisters, so we get that a lot. Um, Holy cow. Wait a minute. Wait, 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 wait. So power couple, Ross. <laughs> that is unbelievable. So you you both happen to marry these two guys, and both of their wives end up loving fantasy football to the point Wait, where they want to have... are you still confused? <laughs> We're married together. We're married to each other. Oh, my gosh. Totally I know. Confused. We just rolled that ball so far. And guess what? I feel like the end result is even cooler than any of your ideas. <laughs> I, no, I, you I'm know what? wondering it, it, if your listeners got that or not. I, I don't know. <laughs> but for some reason, when I, in my head, I'm thinking... Ma Juke, I'm thinking you both moved to Pittsburgh for these. Like, I, I was totally confused. That is, that's okay. Well, now I know. That's awesome. Is that, that how you guys really met? Cool story, did you guys, <laughs> did you get, yeah, we should go with that story for now. Did, did you guys meet like through fantasy football? No, actually, this is Michelle here. Kate never even watched a game of football until Yikes. she met me about five years ago. And then I got her obsessed. And now she beats me in fantasy football. So it's kind of annoying. I wish I never taught her. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's funny, too, because when you said one year anniversary, I, I, I didn't know which like, I, you know, in my head, I'm still thinking you guys are married to guys. So I'm thinking, oh, I didn't know whose one year anniversary it was, but that's great. But it's your one year anniversary. What if we had a double wedding with these mysterious men on the same day? <laughs> this, this narrative is getting way out of hand. But yeah, for, for anybody who is still confused at this point, we are married to each other. Uh, August 4th, going to hit that one year. Very excited. And we've spent the first year of our marriage growing a fantasy football empire yeah is it okay so i have a empire? question now i'm gonna go for it all right so before we get into the fantasy football thing i have a question now how did you decide what last name to take so i have a, a pretty small family the majuk name is gonna die out here soon if i didn't hold on to it so that's why we went with majuk and lowry was her maiden name and she has a gazillion family members so yeah we replicate like bunnies there was <laughs> there's no dying out of that name whatsoever so we we decided it's more important to carry on a family tradition and a, a family legacy even though lowry would have been a lot easier oh yeah majuk m-a-g-d-z-i-u-k no problem it's so <laughs> every whenever i change i put in my like name request submission at work they're like uh, are you sure you want to go? In the <laughs> I was like, I yeah, mean, yeah. They're like, well, we can't spell that. So can we try again? <laughs> absolutely crazy. All right. So I, I, I get it now and I get the fantasy football interest. And so what made you guys decide to start a, a fantasy podcast? Beer. Um, yeah. Yeah. We, we were at a bar drinking in Pittsburgh 
and we're sitting down. We're talking about fantasy football, and this was in March. Yeah. And we're like, man, it's a little early to talk about fantasy football, but we <laughs> we literally spend all of our time listening to fantasy football podcasts. We spend our time doing fantasy football research. It was dynasty season, so we were trying to finagle some trades, and we spend so much time doing this. We figured, you know what? Let's buy some mics off Amazon. Let's see if we can actually try to share some of this knowledge if anybody will give us the time of day to listen. And it turns out there have been a few people who have listened to us. It's been it's been really cool. It's uh, very unexpected. I don't think we expected uh, this sort of response this fast. Like we got a sponsorship from the Fantrax Podcast Network who um, has been, you know, pretty cool in giving us some some nice hookups with people helping us spread the word about our work. Um, it's been it's been a really fast ride. That is awesome. Well, congratulations. I can already tell why you're having the success that you do, and it's because of your last name being so awesome. That is pretty clearly <laughs> what, why it's you guys are having success. It's hard to get us confused with, with other people. By the way, you guys are already, I'm just saying this, um, Evan, I believe, is the best fantasy analyst in the world, but I'm already at least more entertained in the first 10 minutes talking with you ladies than I've ever been talking with Evan. <laughs> we'll be sure to at him on Twitter and let him know. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm definitely more intrigued and entertained, that's for sure. So let, let's dive into it. And we we wanted to get into, or at least I wanted to get into, some of the people that you really think are going to break out this year and or people that you are down on for whatever reason. Michelle, I'll start with you. We can kind of go back and forth. But let's start with a running back that you really think is going to break out this year. Okay, so I have been nonstop just ranting about this dude. And I'm sorry if any of our listeners are listening. They're like, please stop talking about him. But my guy is Carrion Johnson of the Detroit Lions. I think he is going to be an absolute stud this year. And this is why. So. Let's start off with everyone is hating on the Lions running game because Matt Patricia, you know, he's not going to use a workhorse back, except he did start to use carry on Johnson that way after week five. So weeks one through five, carry on Johnson was only seeing about 22 to not even 30% of offensive snaps while LeGarrette Blunt kept stealing all of his time. But then they had a bye week. They come back and Carrion starts getting 55 to 80% of the snaps from weeks 7 to 11. And then he unfortunately got injured, of course, just when he was breaking out. So I do think Matt Patricia learned his lesson. I think they went into the bye week. They watched some tape. They realized, wow, we're a much better team when Carrion Johnson's on the field. And when we take him out, the drive stops. Like every time I watched the Lions game, I was like, why are you taking out your best player? And also a big reason why I think he saw the field a lot more, his passing uh, block grade got way better. So we use PFF uh, grading and throughout one weeks, one through five, his uh, pass block grade was only 41% terrible or 41 grade that went up to 91 weeks, seven to 11. And that was the best in the league for running back blocking which is great. And you see the field more when you're a good pass blocker. So I do think next year he's going to go into the season. He's going to get a majority of the reps 
And they're saying that he could see 60 receptions, or at least the media saying that. And I believe that could be true as well because he was on pace for 77 targets from week 7 to 11. So I think he's going to be super involved in the passing game. And there are reports out there that says Theo Riddick could be cut and they would save about $4 million if they cut him. If that happens, woof, love me some carry on Johnson. Okay, how about you, Kate? Do you have... Uh, somebody that you think is a break. I don't, I, I'm looking at your list. Let's sneak preview here. I had the, I had the girls send me a list, so I had an idea of what to tee them up on. And you're you're just straight receivers, Kate. Like Michelle has some variety with <laughs> a running back, a tight end, a wide receiver. Not Kate. Kate just goes straight receivers. So out of the three receivers you sent me, Kate. Who's the one you would, as they say in the NFL, stand on the table for? I'll stand on the table, and this is probably going to surprise people. So the the three that I was, I'm high on, Dante Pettis, I know everybody is, but I want to talk him up even more, Curtis Samuel, Robert Foster. Out of all of those, when we're talking fantasy football, I'm going to take Robert Foster. You know why? He's basically going undrafted right now. I've been able to attain him in dynasty trades too. literally requesting him as like a throw in piece for big trades. Nobody's nobody's talking about Robert Foster. Everybody's forgotten him when, you know, he was an undrafted free agent and he was incredibly, incredibly productive in his rookie year when he was on the field. Um, So like I said, fantasy football perspective, I'll take the guy that's virtually undrafted because I genuinely believe that. You might get a wide receiver two, even back end wide receiver two for Robert Foster in your last round of your redraft league. So here I go. Undrafted free agent coming out of Alabama. He hardly saw the field in the first half of the season, yet all of a sudden, when we see, you know, sort of Josh Allen taking off in the second half of the season, weeks nine through sixteen, he graded incredibly in almost every metric I could find for him. Um, number one in fantasy points per touch among wide receivers, number two in yards per reception, number four yards per route run, number four in passer rating when targeted. And you're talking about a guy who boasted a uh, 127.2 passer rating when targeted. When you're looking at Josh Allen, do you know what his passer rating on the entire season was? 679 and you know what? I'm going to guess that the Bills are smart enough to look at that metric, too, and say, we got to get this dude involved. He is a, a guy who can stretch the field. He can also take those yards after the catch. Um, and Josh Allen, he, he's he got a much better receiver core. So I, I just don't think that this season we can ignore the passing game in Buffalo. And I think Robert Foster's a a cheap option with a lot of upside because when we're looking at that kind of productive and somebody's rookie season who's gone undrafted, I, I think the sky's the limit for this kid and and we just haven't haven't quite caught up to him yet, but I'm all aboard. All right, so here's my question for you, Kate. Do you know where Robert Foster is from? I don't. He's from Wait, Pittsburgh. was he from? Did he go He's to from Pitt? Pittsburgh? Yeah, he went to Pitt, right? Uh, no, he See, went to I Alabama. Knew I liked him. He he went to Alabama actually, but he's from oh, Central just, Valley yeah. in Pittsburgh. So I didn't know. I forget how long you guys have been living in Pittsburgh, but I wanted to test your Pittsburgh knowledge. Yeah, oh, it's like at zero. That. Yeah, <laughs> we are Steelers fans, and we've we've been Steelers fans. Well, uh, yes, I've been a Steelers fan since I met Michelle. But I do come from a a, 
a lineage of Steelers fans. I just didn't didn't participate. Um, Michelle's been the lifelong Steelers fan here. So our, our Steelers knowledge, pretty decent. Uh, general well, Pittsburgh wait a minute. Did knowledge. You guys, did you guys, you didn't move to Pittsburgh because you're Steelers fans, did you? No, we didn't. <laughs> we, we like northern cities. We used to live in Cleveland, actually. Um, that's where we met. Uh, we moved to Fort Lauderdale for a bit. Uh, for a couple of years, and that was terrible. We did not like Southern Florida. Besides sorry the weather, to, sorry to anybody listening in Southern Florida. Yeah, sorry, I'm sure you're great, just not the rest <laughs> of Southern Florida. Um, so then we wanted to move back to the north, and uh, Pittsburgh was just the first place that we found good jobs. So we moved here. I like it. You know what else I like? Lightstream. Are you guys familiar with this? Lightstream.com/feast. This is for people that have credit card debt which is, frankly, a lot of young people. I love this thing, okay? Between $5,000 and $100,000 is what they'll loan you. They totally wipe out your credit card loan. Do you guys have any credit card debt? Anybody? Just a Michelle, little. Kate? <laughs> we got married last year. Yes, Russ, a lot. <laughs> yes. All right, so here's what you need to do. Go to lightstream.com slash feast 5.95% APR with auto pay. So rather than like... The average credit card interest rate, 19%. Pay it off with a loan from lightstream.com slash feast. And then boom, just pay them less than 6%. It's that easy. It's all online. You can apply right from your phone. I mean, the online app is easy. And by the way, it just since you guys are now listeners to the Fantasy Feast for Life, the Majuke girls get a special interest rate discount. Lightstream.com slash feast. L-I-G-H-T-S-T-R-E-A-M dot com slash feast. Here's my favorite part, ladies. You're going to like this. Subject to credit approval. Rate includes 0.5% auto pay discount. Terms and conditions apply and offers are subject to change without notice. Visit lightstream.com slash feast for more information and mention the Maju girls. Anyway, so there you go. Uh, here's a, I want to go back and forth. So now we're going to go to bust because I want to make sure I get your best one, right? So Michelle, if you could only have one bust, one person that you're like, stay away, who is it? You know, I'm going to go with Mike Williams because people are very high on him this year and they all truly believe that he's going to take the next step and be, you know, a top 20, top 24 wide receiver. And it could happen. I'm not saying there's no chance, but I'm being very cautious on him. Okay. So the biggest thing with Mike Williams is that everyone's like Terrell, Terrell Williams is leaving. Terrell Williams is leaving, so Mike Williams is going to take all of his targets and become this monster. Well, Terrell's only leaving behind 65 targets, and we have to remember that Hunter Henry's coming back. Like, I think he could easily get 65 targets, don't you? Uh, Hunter Anyone? Henry will get a bunch, yeah. <laughs> yeah, at least 65 targets. So I don't really know if there's that much more room there for him to grow. Last year, Mike Williams was the wide receiver 42 in points per game. Everyone remembers him breaking out because he had a couple good games there at the end of the year. He, he scored on 15% of his targets. 
Like that's an insane number. So you are really holding on to those touchdowns that he scored last year and hoping he does that same thing. And that's going to be very hard to repeat. Um, again, the wide receiver too is just not used that much um, in that Chargers offense with Phillip Rivers, especially when Keenan Allen is on the field. That wide receiver too only sees 12% of targets. It's not good. That's not a good percentage. He's going to have to go way up. And just historically, Philip Rivers likes to use three wide receivers. Uh, just in 2017, we have to remember that Travis Benjamin was still a thing. He's had 62 targets. So there's no reason that Travis Benjamin can't become a thing again. Not this great thing, but maybe see 50 to 60 targets, which will really hurt Mike Williams' potential. Um, he is still on the team where another wide receiver three is going to step in, just like they always do. Uh, Philip Rivers loves to use his tight ends. Last year, he didn't really have any. I mean, Antonio Gates was on his last leg uh, and, you know, Hunter Henry wasn't playing. So I think when he comes back, he's going to see the targets and he can steal a lot of touchdowns. And that's going to really hurt Mike Williams and his potential. Um, people are saying that Philip Rivers, you know, he only threw 508 times last year and that was extremely low for him. So if that goes up, then there will be a lot more targets to go around. Except Philip Rivers was his most efficient self last year, like by a lot. He had uh, like six percent more completion, higher completion rate than his career average. And then his touchdown percentage was insanely high as well. So he can even go up 70 targets and it's not going to make a difference for yards for touchdowns that can all stay the same. So I just I don't see the room there for Mike Williams to grow unless Keenan Allen gets hurt. And, you know, that's not something I ever want to rely on. Man, you you girls know your stuff. This is awesome. All right, what about a, a bust for you, Kate? All right, I don't want to get in trouble for this one. So, Ross, you're going to have to help me out when it comes to the Twitter trolls that are going to find me after this. I'm going with Drew Brees. I'm sorry. It does not mean I think he is a bad NFL quarterback, but I am not touching him in fantasy, especially as uh, the quarterback seven in redraft right now. No, thank you. No, thank you. All right. Drew Brees, one of the greatest of all time, right? I'm lower on him than the consensus. Um, and that's largely because I think we saw a significant decline after week 12 last season. So um, everybody knows he was having a, a career year. His passing was off the chart. He was incredibly efficient, uh, ranked number one in NFL passer rating among quarterbacks with 50 or more dropbacks. He only had one interception that entire period of time, games one through 11. That's incredible. Average 285 passing yards, 2.6 touchdowns per game. He was a quarterback, too. Like, why wouldn't you want to draft that in the next year, right? Um, I'm looking at the second half of the season. That's why. Games 12 through 15, he wasn't playing game 16 because, you know, they're the Saints and, you know, playoff bound, whatever. Um, he ranked 19 in NFL passer rating among quarterbacks with 50 or more dropbacks. Four interceptions in that shorter time span, whereas the entire first half of the season plus had one interception. So um, his total yards per game declined, uh, only had 0.8 passing touchdowns per game in that time span. He was a quarterback 14 for fantasy football in that time span. I think uh, Drew Brees, he just sort of looked like a different quarterback. And I think what the Saints did 
um, was set him up to be as efficient as he could be amidst the decline. Not every quarterback is Tom Brady, unfortunately. And if I'm, if anybody else is like me, you want to watch Drew, B's, Drew Brees play for as long as possible. But I think overall we've seen this sort of shift. He's not pass, pass, pass. It's, you know, they're more reliant on the run game. They've got a better defense. They're sort of setting the tone to take pressure off of Drew Brees. And I don't think the passing volume is there. They've got a tough road schedule this year, too. They've got Rams, Seahawks, Bears, Jags. Those are tough road games. So I, I think we're going to see even even bigger home road splits than we're typically seeing. I'm not on board with Drew Brees, especially at that price. Don't at me. Or you can at me, and I'll, <laughs> I'll keep spitting fire. <laughs> Don't at me. I love it. I would say, uh, you know, there's also some concern about the offensive line and Max Unger gone, and we'll see if the guys they have filling at center can play the same way. That is what Drew likes the least, like most quarterbacks, the pressure up the middle in his face. We all know he's not the tallest guy. So um, I'm not I'm not hating on you for that. Let's get back on the positive side, though. Let's get to Michelle. Michelle, give me another breakout. Ross, I'll let you decide. Do you want to hear about a wide receiver or a tight end? I don't want to hear about the tight end because he plays on the same team as my guy Cam Brait, and I'm sick oh, of everybody goodness. talking about him and the guy that plays next to Cam Brait, which everybody now knows who that is. So Cam Brait should break out, my guy. But anyway, uh, so okay, let's go Okay, now I'm receiver. definitely talking about O.J. Howard because <laughs> you just – yeah, we're going to talk about this right now, and I'm going to talk you into my boy, O.J. Howard. So – We'll get into Bray in a second, and I'll tell you exactly why he's not breaking out. O.J. Howard is a beast of a man. He is just truly a talented tight end. He just needs to stay healthy. And you know what? His injuries aren't that concerning, okay? It's it's two ankle injuries. Doesn't look great. I know it was two years in a row, but college, he was perfectly healthy. He was fine. Okay, so I think he will be okay going for it. Again, going back to those PFF grades, I love them, but... When you compare him to other tight ends, he compares to Kelsey, Kittle, Kelsey and Kittle. And then it's right there with Howard. He's the third best one. I, I like that company. That's pretty good company. He's first in yards per reception, fourth in yards after catch, uh, and then third in yards per route run, which I love to see. There are going to be 224 vacated targets next year with Humphreys, Djax, and Jaquiz Rogers gone. I just, who are those targets going to go to? And don't say Cameron Bray. <laughs> there, I know Chris Godwin will get more, okay? I, I, he's very good wide receiver. I'm very excited for him as well. But he did already have 94 targets last year. So if that even goes up to, I don't know, 150 targets, which would be amazing for him, there's still then 170 targets to go around. I'm just not sure who those are going to go to. They didn't add a running back that's good in the passing game. So... It has to go to someone, and I'm saying it's going to go to one of their most talented pieces on the offense, which, again, is not Cameron Bray. So Cameron Bray, everyone's like, well, don't forget about him. Don't forget about him. Jameis Winston loves him. He has all the touchdowns. Well, Jameis Winston scored six touchdowns last year. Four of those came when O.J. Howard was hurt. So he only got two when O.J. Howard was actually playing. Same thing in 2017. He had six touchdowns. Cameron Bray, woo but he had four of those in the first five weeks when O.J. Howard was a rookie. 
I mean, it takes some time for rookie tight ends to get up to speed, to get that playing time, to get those targets. Um, after week five, Bray only had two touchdowns, and guess who started getting all of them? O.J. Howard. He had five touchdowns after week five. Cameron Bray stopped being used. We saw Cameron Bray last year with O.J. Howard out. I picked him up in fantasy, and he was not good, to say the least. I had to stop playing him because he was destroying my my team. He had a, one game, I think, where he got me a touchdown or two, which was nice. But besides that, you can't count on him to get receptions. You can't count on him to get yards. You just have to hope he gets a nice little touchdown in a game. I just, I don't think Cameron Braid's going to be used in the passing game. He can be used as a blocker, maybe, even though O.J. Howard is better at blocking. So I just don't see a world where Cameron Braid does anything next to O.J. Howard that's you can even play him in fantasy. Uh, and then the last argument here that people use is Bruce Arians doesn't use tight ends. Well, he doesn't. He's never had a tight end, like a good one. He's had his best tight ends on his rosters were Kobe Fleener, Rob Hausler, and Jermaine, what, what was his name? Gresham? Jermaine Gresham. Yeah. Yeah. So I, what was he supposed to do with them is really my question. Like none of them did anything before Bruce Arians. None of them did anything after Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians is going to use his best players because he's a good coach. I don't think he's just going to let O.J. Howard's talent go to waste. We did see him with a, a pretty decent tight end there in Pittsburgh with Heath Miller. And guess what? Heath Miller had his second best season in his career under Bruce Arians. So I do think it's possible for him to utilize a tight end at, you know, at his best self. I do that- like Cameron Brait as the pl- as a player, by the way. This is Kate. Um, I like Cameron Brait the player, but I think his role is more on an actual NFL roster than my fantasy roster. I agree. Yeah, and I just like him as a person because I've known him since he was like a freshman or sophomore in college. So I'm talking more <laughs> on on a uh, on a personal level because I think I did all of his games that were on TV when he was playing at Harvard. Uh, but no, you make a good point. It is interesting. I'll be curious to see how Arians uses O.J. Howard because it certainly seemed like uh, in, in Arizona, for sure, he used a tight end more as just a blocker and didn't have him run that, even that many routes. Give me, another, give me another breakout, Kate. All right, Ross, do you want to hear about a wide receiver or a wide receiver? <laughs> I'm oh. going to go with... So I, I think I get the Dante Pettis one. And by the way, um, Michelle's other breakout was Christian Kirk, just so you guys know. Um, I, I asked for three of each, but we're not going to get to the last one. They got to give me their second best one. I already feel like I know a lot about Dante Pettis, Kate. So I think it's interesting you have Curtis Samuel as a breakout. So tell me why Curtis Samuel. All right. So Curtis Samuel, I first hopped on the Curtis Samuel train. I literally went back through my Twitter here just just so I could reference this. My first Curtis Samuel hype tweet, November 2018. I've been on this guy. I'll never forget it. I'll never forget it. I know that like I'm going to memorialize that day because I think it's going to come back and I'm going to retweet this crap like, you know, six months from now. Um, So Curtis Samuel, he was an actual former running back. He was the eighth pick of the second round in 2017. Does nobody like I, I don't think I realized that his draft stock was as high as it was. I don't think anybody does. I hear everybody talk about DJ Moore and his draft capital. Nobody mentions that Curtis Samuel was a former higher round pick. Like nobody talks about that. Um, 2017 NFL draft. Um, so, you know, I'm already teeing him up for that that third year leap. Right. But 
to get that third year leap, you need the opportunity. Devin Funches left town, which was a great thing for him. When he was injured last year, when Devin Funches was injured, we saw a massive uptick in overall snap count for Curtis Samuel. He hardly saw the field in the first half of the season. Um, snap count jumped up to like 90% of offensive snaps in late 2018 once Funches was injured. So he's got the opportunity. Um, and let's not forget that this was with a Cam Newton who was struggling to throw the ball. He could not get that ball down the field. And yet Curtis Samuel suddenly jumped up to uh, 6.5 targets per game, was almost on pace for 1,000 yards, um, seven touchdowns. He ranked 107 in snap share amongst wide receivers, yet he finished uh, tying for 13th for touchdowns with seven touchdowns. So he was scoring touchdowns when he was on the field. Um, his hog rate, which represents targets per snap, is ranks 28th amongst wide receivers. And he's being drafted in the 10th or 11th round in redrafts. Um, when you look at him, his film, he he is utilized. They sometimes use him sort of as those um, like end around running plays, which it, I before I found out he was a former running back and um, didn't click for me. But it, it totally makes sense because he's um, he's fast enough to sort of get to the edge. He looks he looks polished. And that's, um, you know, aside from the fact that, you know, he never actually got to participate in an offseason program fully. Um, I think it was uh, 2017's offseason program, um, had a hamstring injury, couldn't participate, which, you know, these are huge for wide receivers and developing connections with their quarterbacks. Um, last season, he had a personal personal thing. I don't know what that was, but kept him off uh, kept him off the program. So he's never had this offseason to sort of um, refine some of those skills. All of the progress that we've seen has been real time in the NFL season, and that's super hard to do when you're focusing on gameplay. So I think that he's got all the opportunity to make the third year leap, and I like what I saw last year um, when he was actually provided the opportunity. So. I think this is his season, and he's dirt cheap. I think he's also got wide receiver two upside, and he's going in the 10th, 11th round. All right, so taking a look at some of your other busts, Michelle, you had Zach Ertz and Chris Carson. I'm guessing Ertz is mainly just a volume thing with Arcega Whiteside, and you've got Goddard coming on too. So I, I can kind of see that one. I can see the Carson one as well. For Kate, you, in addition to your Drew Brees flamethrower, Eric Ebron, I totally get on the touchdown thing. But Tevin Coleman was an interesting one to me. And you just, I'm, I'm, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but just too much running back by committee, too many, too many dudes there. You got that right. And I'm actually, I'm a huge Matt Breda fan. If anybody checks out my Twitter yesterday, I superimposed Matt Breda's head on a statue of a Greek goddess or God with a Greek <laughs> God. So check that out on my Twitter at FF ball blast. Cause it's a pretty, pretty sexy Photoshop there. Um, but yeah, Tevin Coleman, too many cooks in the kitchen for me. And he's the most expensive cook. I, you know, if I can get similar food, I think Matt Breda is the better pure runner out of the two. Um, and I, I don't believe in Tevin Coleman's sort of touchdown upside. He did manage 4.8 yards per carry last season, but just four rushing touchdowns on the season as the lead running back. 
I don't see those opportunities getting more voluptuous with the number of talented running backs there. And I think what what gave him such a safe floor is his pass catching ability. But you've got two other proficient pass catchers in the same offense. It's purely the running back by committee that I'm concerned about paired with the price. I'm staying away. And I'm sitting over here boiling because Tevin Coleman is one of my favorites this year. I think he's a great value. So we have complete opposite views on him. (laughs) I like it. Uh, Do you guys fight about that? Oh, yeah. Every night before bed. Is is it fair to say that's the source of most of your arguments as a couple? (laughs) Oh, absolutely. 100%. Yeah. It's all Tevin Coleman. So We blame him. Yeah. So wait a minute. Just so you know. You guys are like the coolest people ever. I'm checking out your Twitter handles and craft beer or bust for Michelle. <laughs> I love it. I mean, Ross, you come guys party talk with us f- in Pittsburgh. We're awesome people. I, I, you sound like you are awesome people. And if I'm ever in Pittsburgh, I probably will. I mean, I can't believe how much you guys know about fantasy football. Um, I knew you were good, but I didn't know you were this good. And then craft beer or bust. You seem like a heck of a lot of fun. You guys are awesome. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you for having us. And I promise, I promise, if you come to Pittsburgh and give us a call, we will show you to every every good craft beer location in the city of Pittsburgh. We know them all. There's a lot, too. There's, there's a, a lot. lot. There's, there's really good beer in Pittsburgh, so you should come visit us. Yeah, Pittsburgh is a place to come get really fat with food and beer. Yeah. I love it. So you got to follow Michelle on Twitter at Ball Blast Uh Kate is at FF Ball Blast. I will be on their show. Now, I know we're recording the interview tomorrow. Are, is, are you publishing it tomorrow, the one I'm on? So, so it will go up on Monday. We always post our episodes on Monday. So Monday the 15th, it will drop really early in the morning. And I will need the, the weekend because we're going to be at SportsCon. Yeah, please check us out, uh, Ball Blast, a fantasy football podcast. Um, it'll drop Monday morning. We're going to be at SportsCon this weekend. For any of your listeners who are out there, come find us and hang out with us. We can drink craft beer together since Ross still has to make it to Pittsburgh. I'm like, I'm like nervous about this interview tomorrow. You guys really, <laughs> you guys, you guys are on it. Um, thank you both so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so thank much. Thank you, Ross. Excellent stuff with Kate and Michelle. That was cool. You know, hey, we're setting records. We've done hundreds of these shows. That was the first time we ever had two women on at the same time. Pretty awesome. Anyway, you know what else is awesome? BetOnline.ag because that's where you use the promo code PODCAST1 to get a 50% welcome bonus. So if you didn't yet listen to Steve Fezzik on the Even Money podcast today where he, he gave four tips on how to win money betting pro football had nothing to do with actual teams or players. Just four things you can monitor. And if you do, there are people that win money betting pro football just monitoring and being up on those things. I thought it was really, really cool. Highly encourage you to check out today's Even Money podcast with Steve Fezzik. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl professional football gambling over at the Westgate Casino. And then you can take his advice. Head on over to betonline.ag and use the promo code PODCAST1 
for that 50% welcome bonus. That'll do it for today's fantasy feed show. I am totally, totally stuffed. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Feast Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, Even Money, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.